shit on my lips. I feel like a butthole on my face. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is two girls who scare easily, and I'm Andy. And I'm a butthole on my face, Katie. I was so thrown off by that that I almost forgot who I was. <laughs> That was for free. That's free 99. The next one's going to cost you. <sighs> Never for you. Aww. Never for you. Never for our listeners. Okay. I mean, so, yeah. We love them. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is a podcast about spooky happenings in and around Colorado. And every episode, we alternate telling each other stories about true crime or ghosts or urban legends or whatever we feel like talking about for that day. So today is a Katie story and I'm excited. Buckle up everyone. Do you want to do? I do. Now? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So uh, if you listen to the last episode, we had the amazing Three Haunted on and we talked we love them uh but we talked about the ridge home asylum and john mentioned that his siblings had actually explored uh the buildings like the the abandoned buildings before they tore it down and then we got so busy talking about sex demons that we forgot to actually ask him about the story (laughs) that happens frequently I mean, sex Get so demons. busy with sex demons and you lose track of time. They're really distracting. So he texted me the stories. So I just wanted to share those real quick since it's okay, bring it on. Hand. So he said, apparently they snuck in a few times. The first time they heard voices, but it turned out to be the police. They didn't get caught. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, The second time, they heard voices, but nobody else was there. Uh, It was just the four of them. It was brother, sister, sister's boyfriend, and a friend. And they also saw a few shadow figures and heard weird noises that they couldn't explain. And there was a hole in the floor that one of them almost fell in. Oh! Well, thank goodness they didn't. I know. They probably would have ended up in the creepy tunnels. With the sex demons. Yeah. It's a problem. Oh, gosh. Many poor souls I mean, lost that way. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Really glad nobody got hurt. That actually is usually the non, like, the practical reasoning for people who own abandoned, supposedly haunted locations. Why they don't want you poking around is because they're fucking dangerous. Yeah. And with... You- laws the way they are like even if you broke in and got hurt you could they could still be liable for like your injuries and they just don't want that's why you don't explore abandoned mine shafts or stuff like that we don't know what's in there nothing's been maintained you will die or break something and then we have to spend a lot of money to come in and rescue you and we don't want to do that exactly so, you know, ghosts and please don't break both your legs. Yeah. Just be smart. Be safe. 
be scary. <gasps> Did I just come up with our new tagline? Did we? We might just have. Be smart, be safe, be scary. I kind of love that. I'm going to write it down. because I Write that down, please. I feel like this is a momentous occasion. It's very momentous. in six years, that's going to be like, is this our thing? Is this the vibe? It might be the vibe. Is this the vibe? I love it. Oh, God, I'm so excited. I'm the best at this, like, ever. Yeah. No one else. Only me. That was sarcasm, folks. I would never, (laughs) ever believe that. I wouldn't be here without Andy. I would not be doing this, so. Mm. Yep. I got you drunk and coerced you, and now you're stuck with it, so. It's true. <laughs> this is a this is not a real beer, by the way. This is an NA hmm. beer, this fake beer. Because I just wanted the flavor of it. I didn't actually want alcohol today. It it some days I do, with but your not today. Cozy vibe that you've got with going my, on right now. My lumberjack lesbian vibe. I like it. I keep Which, hitting There's it. absolutely nothing wrong with that look. Yeah. It wasn't intentional. But it's here and I'm, you know. And I like it. I like that as soon as it's fall, we're like, undershirt and overshirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My fashion sense, as we've talked about, has not changed Mm-mm. since 2012. I was actually, I went down a TikTok rabbit hole yesterday, and I was like, TikTok, tell me what's fashionable this fall. I don't own any of those things. <laughs> What options did you see? Because I've seen some and thought, I don't know about that. I I feel like I always feel that way. And then like three years later, when it's not cool anymore, then I'm like on board. <laughs> yeah. Of course. There are some boots that I am seeing and hearing among fashion circles as these are the new in shoe Hmm. that are a repeat of 2008. And I can't do that because I didn't like the style in 2008. So the fact that it's coming back around, I'm like, well, I didn't like it then and I don't like it now. So how about I just wear what I already have and call it good? That's how I always end up. I took away that the colors this season are going to be cherry red, butter yellow, and olive green, and that bombers okay. are back in. And I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm here for a bomber. I love bombers. They should have never been out. Mm-mm. Bomber jacket shouldn't be out. Ever. If it's good, yeah. you know, why change it? So, like a bomber and a flannel, yes? Maybe. Like Probably. a flannel shirt with a bomber on top. I would think, yeah. And then jeans. That would be fun. Like, yeah, or leggings. I feel like but the general Gen Z vibe is if it feels like you could also sleep in it, then <laughs> that's pretty good. And I like that. That's true. 
I did or see a lot of Or you could like, just take one part off and then go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of like cargo jogger type things too, which looked very cozy. They do look very cozy. I have also seen some materials that are a little too Y2K heavy. And I feel like this is because younger generations don't realize how impractical they are. Like those metal, those silver looking pants that look like a warm-up suit, like a mm, yeah. Like a warm-up suit that you sweat in. And it's very protozoa from Xenon, girl of the 21st century. And if you can rock that look, that is fantastic. It's not my look, but I don't give a shit about that. That's not why I think it's a cautionary tale. I think it's a cautionary tale because you have not experienced that they don't breathe. And so you get you get swampy ass. And and it, it's a problem. And then you just it's a problem. And I'm trying to spare all of you. Right? When you're sitting there from, at your desk and you're like, oh my God, is that smell me? Yeah. It's a problem. It is you. I got a pleather motorcycle jacket and pleather flare pants from Old Navy circa 1999, 2000. And that's how I first made that mistake that those are not breathable. And I sweat my ass off in fifth grade. Now, I thought I was cool as shit and I looked fly. That's I was not comfortable. I mean, when you're that young, it's worth the sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. That was my back in my day. Um <sighs> that we wear wear whatever makes you feel good. Exactly. Live you your life. You. I don't it's your body. Your yep. choice. Exactly. Do what you want. Fashion yeah. is play. Makeup is play. It's ridiculous. Hair is play. Exactly. It's, it's just, all an accessory. It's just dress up for grown ups. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Decorating our meat party. suits. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Okay, I have a question for you now because we are on the eve of spooky season. So, um, Andy, I was wondering, is there an ideal themed Halloween party that you want to go to? Like a bucket list Halloween party that you either want to throw or attend? What theme is that? And then elaborate. Ooh. Oh, man. I don't even know. I've gone to a couple of kind of impromptu Halloween parties in Victor. (laughs) So it was like haunted Halloween in a haunted town. And it was like, it was pretty much bucket list level, like. It was amazing, and it had, like, a small-town Halloween party at the VFW. <laughs> like, it was pretty much perfect. Um, I don't know. I'm. It almost feels cliche because now they're making another movie, but I love a Beetlejuice theme. Like, it's just classic. I love mm-hmm. a black-and-white stripe. Oh, it's yeah. so good. 
I don't know. I'm here for all of them, though. What about you? Probably, really, any. Because I love a theme. So if mm-hmm. anyone has a themed party and commits to it, don't half-ass it. Right? Commit. All in. It will be a blast. All in. Those are some of the most fun parties because everyone then has buy-in and your your costumes. So there's an air of um, uh, being anonymous. I can't. What the mm. fuck? Anonymity. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anonymity about it, which. That's true. The more I think about it, the more it's probably like, that's why masquerades were so fucking popular. I was just going to say that. And raucous back in the day. Like, that's probably a bucket list, is like a true masquerade. Where like, everybody's in masks and like, formal wear, Mm -hmm. but like still kind of a costume. So really like the vampire ball that travels. It goes every, like, that's probably one of my bucket lists is to go to the vampire ball. Because okay. fuck yeah, it has everything I love. It has black, it has fangs, it has red wine, it has everybody dressed up, it has goth dance music. What more do I, I need? Mean, that, it has that sounds lace. Much perfect. It, it has bell sleeves. Brocade. It has velvet. Yeah, velvet. It has vampire men. Yes. Drama. Vampire women. Double fam. Vampire everybody. I don't have three hands, but triple fan. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. And like just a town where there's lots of trick-or-treaters, which I know isn't really a party, but like hocus pocus level Halloween celebration in a town. Yeah. I've like, never lived anywhere that does that. Like one of those neighborhoods where like everybody's like, out in their driveway. And it's, mm-hmm. like, a big social party while the kids trick-or-treat. Yeah. And it's little kids, and you can see your kids go and trick-or-treat and go around the block and come back. You're passing out, you know, apple cider and fireball shots if adults want them and, like, that kind of thing. Oh, my God. I just remembered that we almost got in a fight last Halloween while we were taking our kids trick-or-treating. Who'd you pick a fight with? Uh, there was a – so we're, like, in the neighborhood trick-or-treating, and it's Halloween night. Like, there's kids everywhere. And some douchebag comes flying down the street at, like, 50 miles an hour. And so we were with our next-door neighbors, and they yelled. They're like, slow down. And this guy, like, stops and reverses. And then, like <laughs> – like he and then he's just like talking all this shit and he keeps like circling back around and like trying to pick a fight and then it turns out he was out on parole and had like a knife or something and I don't know he got arrested (laughs) that sounds about right yeah that I think it was drunk what a douche like you could hurt people like there's there's so many kids yeah oh god it was crazy what a dweeb. For sure. So that was my Halloween question because I we're so close to spooky it. season. I, I mean, we're basically in it. Basically. I'm in it. 
Mentally, I'm thinking about me here. I'm in it. In my soul, I've been in spooky season for a couple of weeks now. <clears throat> that first day that it hit like 70s. And then it went back to like 90s. But it was too late. I was already mentally in fall. Yeah, I just, I stepped out and the sun was warm, but not strong, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought, this this is it. I made pumpkin muffins. This is it. Ooh. I make some mean pumpkin muffins with like nice. cream trees swirled in. Listen it. <laughs> I like apple cider donuts. Those are some of my favorite things. They're really good. I love apple cider. I mm. I don't like apple cider. I know. I know. Well, it's been a good reason. No, I don't know what it is about it. It's just like, it's too sweet for me. I don't know. That's totally fine. It can be too much. I get it. I get it. We can find common ground in cinnamon. Yes. I got myself a nice chai today. Mm. It was a dirty chai with a shot of espresso. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Because you need a little bit of caffeine. Yeah. A little kick, kick. Exactly. Yeah, I've been putting cinnamon and ginger and clove in my coffee grounds and it gives it like a really nice spiced flavor without being sweet sometimes if I drink my coffee just black I don't want the sweet but I want the rest of the flavor so that's brilliant fit in yeah try that then I also have pumpkin spice seasoned like flavored coffee creamer in case I do want sweet because, yeah. you know, do what you want. Exactly. Mix it up. Mm-hmm. 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 Speaking of doing what you want and mixing it up, are you ready for our official, I almost said lesson, but that's not, that's not the right thing. Are Teach you a, ready for our official spooky. topic today? Yes. I'm very excited. Okay. This is, this is going to be fun. I'm so excited. So if people skipped ahead because they didn't want to listen to us yapping, which you're more than welcome to do, today we are talking about, drum roll please. I don't know how to do that. Imagine a drum. There's a drum occurring. Um, Lucifer! <gasps> oh my God, I'm so excited. I hope that he was not on your list because he's off it now. I mean, he was on your list, but I hope you weren't actively researching him. No, it was not. And I'm very, very excited. Our Lord and Master. All hail Blucifer. Um, So I guess to start things off, um, the... The family of the artist doesn't like the nickname, so they're not, and we'll, we'll talk about reasons, but they don't really enjoy that the name is synonymous with some sort of like satanic conspiracy theory. They think that it detracts from the artist. So from here on out, we will be referring to Lucifer by his proper name which is Blue Mustang. Okay. So just so everybody knows, Blue Mustang 
Because if the family doesn't like us to use it, I don't want to knowingly be an asshole. That's fair. Cool. At, at the very least for this episode, where we were are discussing it in a serious manner, yes. we will refer to him as Blue Mustang. As Blue Mustang. Mr. Blue Mustang. Or... If you're nasty. Stang, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> um... So the official title of the art installation, Blue Mustang, and it is a 32-foot fiberglass cast bright blue sculpture. And it was created by the artist Luis Jimenez. So I thought we'd talk about, we're going to start with kind of Luis Jimenez and his background and then why he made Blucifer, why he was commissioned by the state of Colorado to build him. And then at the end, we'll talk about some of some pretty entertaining conspiracy theories. Oh, I love <laughs> a good conspiracy theory. Just reading them. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so let's go to, bop, 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 bop. I lost my place. Do, 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 do. Okay, so Luis Alfonso Jimenez Jr. was born in 1940, July 30th, 1940. uh, Passed away June 13th, 2006. He was an American sculptor and a graphic artist. He was of Mexican descent, so he identified as Chicano. Okay. And he was known... His wheelhouse was Mexican, Southwestern, and Hispanic American themes that he did in his art. And he used a lot of techniques. He was heavily influenced by mural painters like Diego Rivera. Um, So he was really into bold lines, lots of color using layers of color in order to create depth or convey emotion or make just really, really striking to the eye images. Gorgeous. Love it. Gorgeous, gorgeous work. Has always depicted sometimes what what are considered controversial art topics. He would do murals about the struggles of Mexican-Americans in the Southwestern United States the legacy of colonialism in the Southwestern United States and in Mexico and the violence perpetrated on people and specific groups. And so people who understood that and he would do it in a very vibrant way. Like it's, Mm -hmm. he's not subtle. He's very direct. And that's the point of it. He wants it to be direct. He wants it to be emotive. Um, And I think people either like that or they don't. And he was talented. So he was like, I really don't care what you think. This is what it is. Um, Yeah. So he was born in El Paso, Texas. And he got sort of the, the artistic nip because he worked in his father's neon sign making studio. As a kid, he would help his dad make the neon signs. Oh, that's neat. I... I didn't realize that neon signs were that old, I guess. Neon signs are hella old. I didn't even know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
now we have like better technology for them. But yeah, they were like bent glass tubes and you'd have to pump gas through them to get the different colors and they'd have to be custom made. That's fascinating. And they're so fucking cool. That is cool. When I have, I say adult money, (laughs) like I'm not an adult. I do. Someday when I have the space, I totally want to have an awesome vintage neon sign in my house. Oh, that'd be so cool. Just look awesome. That'd be way cool. Mm -hmm. It'd give you cool lighting for the podcast, too. (laughs) (laughs) It'll just have it in the background. I don't know what it'll say. Probably... Depends on what you can find, I guess. No. Because you can get the, like, modern neon signs. But I want one that buzzes when you plug it in, you know? (laughs) Like, that's good. Where you can, like, unplug it and, like, smell, like, the electric (laughs) spark off of it. Fire hazard. Electrons in the morning. So good. So that's what his dad did. That's what he grew up learning how to do, which gave him a lot of really good skills and got him interested in it right away. You know, he knew the technical side of things. He knew how one medium of artistry worked. And he loved that so much, he continued to do it. So he studied art and architecture at the University of Texas. And he got a bachelor's degree in 1964. And then he did postgraduate work at the University of Mexico City. Oh, wow. And then from there, moved to New York City in 1966 and started doing mural work and sculpture work. That would be a rad time to be an artist in New New York. I mean, 1966. Like, yeah. New York City in 69. I mean, Like, like... what just hippies just flower children everywhere so much color and that's also kind of perfect for his style too because everything is vibrant everything is colorful it's true and there's a lot of like um social issues and whatnot you know Mm -hmm. like inspiration i guess to draw from massive fights for civil rights massive discussion of the dark sides of American legacy mm-hmm. and colonialism as a whole and a lot of people being like, fuck you, I'm going to talk about what is actually happening. Yeah. Exactly. Power to the people. Yeah. So he was a very accomplished artist and he taught at the University of Arizona. He also taught at the University of Houston. He has a number of commissioned pieces. One of them is a sculpture that is housed in the Smithsonian Institute. And it's, I added a picture because I love it so much. I was like, we need to add this to, I wanted to showcase like some of his other art stylistically. And it's absolutely gorgeous. It's a sculpture of him. It's called like Burning Man. It's a sculpture of a man and he looks like molten glass it's so cool that's i don't know to see it 
how he was able to do that, but it's incredible. Nice. Mm -hmm. And he made that in 1969, so we know what he was doing. Yeah. (laughs) Being a fucking badass bitch is what he was doing. Exactly. Um... So that is is him. And he was living in New Mexico. He was gaining popularity. So now we're going to switch gears. And we're going to talk about uh, the... Nope, that's the wrong one. And I lost my thing. And no dead air. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Elevator music. Do, boop, 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 boop. That really sounded like the Nickelodeon thing for a minute there. Oh. <laughs> Nickelodeon. <laughs> okay, I found it again. So now we are going to move on to Blue Mustang. Blue Mustang. So they found Luis Jimenez. And by they, who do I mean they? Um, The, oh my God. The city of Denver, um, as they were making the plans to construct DIA, Mm -hmm. um, they were looking for an art, they wanted an art piece to put at the entrance. They wanted a public art installation. And so they commissioned Luis Jimenez to do it. Now, it was originally commissioned in 1992. The DIA was not completed until 1995 due to a number of major setbacks and planning errors and whatnot, which we won't go too much into because eventually we're going to do an episode on DIA and all the weird isms. Uh, For a little while, I think fairly recently, DIA was the busiest airport in the United States. I heard that just recently. I don't and I was shocked. I don't know if that's still the truth if it's been superseded. I thought like New York or DC well, or just Texas because everything's bigger in Texas. I thought maybe Chicago because it feels like every flight I take gets routed through Chicago. Yeah. And they're usually delayed. Yeah. Um always. No, not not usually, always. Every time. <laughs> Chicago's the worst. Every single time. But and DIA at least for a while, it was DIA. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like that huge. I don't know because it's because it's spread out. Yeah, you might say that that was the planning. That's the planning working. If Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel overwhelming, then it's it's doing its job. Architects are doing their job. Well done. It also had a number of kerfuffles. So. Which, you know, maybe is just the nature of uh, construction taking longer. Or maybe it was that they were having a hard time with the lizard people. I don't know. Um, So Blue Mustang. So they hire him and they say, we want you to do a piece. And originally they thought about... They wanted to do something that signified Colorado, that signified the spirit of the West and of the Rocky Mountains. So at first there were some rough plans for doing a buffalo. And then that was quickly 
put to the wayside and deemed inappropriate because buffalo were hunted to basically extinction in the state of Colorado and are back now, but only after they were intentionally protected and raised to numbers and then brought back into the state. So seems like there could be some baggage with that symbolism. A little bit. A little bit. Like a, like a skoosh. Um, maybe rub it in her face. Like the fact that the California grizzly is on California state flag. <laughs> you know? <laughs> maybe. It's fine. I mean, it's there, so okay, but also they're gone now. So maybe. <laughs> think about think about that if they weren't extinct at the time you know they are now and that's yeah kind of what are we doing to our planet (laughs) it's a little bit so that's a little sad one everybody maybe uh, maybe maybe we should just fix ourselves and not ruin the one place we have to live right it's a thought maybe Anyway, anywho, so they said, let's not do a buffalo. And then Jimenez proposed a Mustang, a Mustang horse. And he thought, what if the Mustang is is rearing? Like, this is not a Mustang with, like, a saddle. This has not been tamed. This is the wild, unbroken spirit of the West. And they were like, fucking dope. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they said. The city of Denver said, fucking dope. Direct Direct quote. quote. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And it was also, I mean, it was such a, like, horses and Mustang and horse travel, the Pony Express, like, there's lots of history of how dependent the state was on horses. Mm-hmm. He also, fun fact, modeled Blue Mustang off of, like, the general body and the stylings of it were modeled after a horse that he owned, an Appaloosa stallion named Blackjack. Aww. Mm-hmm. I love so, Appaloosa. Yeah, and it's so – he bought – a horse because as a kid he always wanted to ride a horse he always wanted a horse <laughs> and then maybe he when he became a successful artist he bought one for himself to fulfill a childhood dream and Aww, i love it just and now it's commemorated forever and now he's there and he will always be the spirit of the west or a demon but not a demon spirit of the west porque no los dos why not both? Yeah. Why not both? <laughs> um, so he had done, I mean, as I had said before, he has done some major murals. Uh, his, some of his listed works, I mean, you can look him up, like you can Google him and see his listed works and where they are. But he did a mural at the University of Texas. He's done a number of sculptures, like the one that's in the Smithsonian. He also created other horse sculptures on a smaller scale. So he knew how to do it. Now, these are, um, you know, they're ranging in size, but there's a big, the big one was eight feet tall, which is That's still huge. 
much different than 32. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like there's and, kind of a, a precedent, though, of artists doing that. Yeah. Like, I have no experience in this, but it will be my masterpiece. It's going to be great. And it, like, and it is. Christine Chapel. Enough. Michelangelo mm-hmm. was a sculptor. And then he's like, no, I can paint that for you. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then he does. Artists are wild. Oh, they're fucking crazy. I wish I had the skill to actually draw. I don't. Do you? I do. You I have do. that skill? Yes. <gasps> I do. Um, I was a I was an art major because the school I went to, graphic design was part of an art major, and so we were a actually... fucking Godoy as a graphic designer. <laughs> yeah. Like, of course That's you my have that skill. Yeah. Hey, Jesus Cristo! Why does my mind <laughs> just blank on that? I know what you do for a living. That's cool. My ding dong, yeah. We don't we don't talk about our our day jobs very often. Not really. I ain't talking about just mine, talking about- just in case any yeah, of those we- sons of bitches listen. We do that all day, every day. I want to talk about spooky yeah. shit instead. That's not fun. But yeah, I say I sons of take, bitches. Like art classes, I used to take a lot of art classes, and I enjoy it. Like I've always liked it. But cool. I'm going to have you help me with all my creative <laughs> shit. And disclaimer, I love where I work. So if anybody is listening, hi. Um, <laughs> but I do. I genuinely love my day job. Good. They're cool I do people. too, actually. Yeah. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about Blue Mustang. So fast forward a few years. A little bit of time after 1992. Um, There were a number of setbacks to the sculpture being completed. And we 